Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Friday, January 27th. Talk about Canada's ageing population is not new, and it's not just Canada where this is a challenge. But retirement of workers, many of them with skills that businesses need, is a risk to the economy if it's not addressed. A new report from TD Economics Director and Senior Economist James Orlando CFA highlights the problem and opportunity posed by the greying of Canada's population. Key to this is that many Canadians who would have been eyeing retirement have chosen, or perhaps been forced, to work longer than expected. But older workers will not stay in the labour market en masse forever. Delaying retirement for those in their late 50s and early 60s has provided an important buffer for those businesses that would otherwise be struggling to fill skills gaps. Orlando highlights that the greying effect is set to intensify in the years ahead, but there has been an increase in the number of people in all age groups 55 plus who are remaining in work since 2020. These calculations show that if the retirement rate of the early 2000s had endured into the 2020s, then there would have been more than one million fewer retirement-age people in the workforce. Lower asset values and rising housing and energy costs may necessitate staying in work rather than drawing on a pension pot that may prove inadequate. However, the figures show a 17% increase in the number of retirements in 2022 compared to the prior two years, with 266,000 people retiring through to the end of last year. TD expects this trend to continue and with a projected 1 million over 65s by 2025, that could mean 900,000 retiring based on current participation rates. That would mean a 50% increase in retirement compared to the 10-year average. Orlando says that businesses cannot ignore the likelihood of losing both the headcount and the knowledge that is in those heads. His report calls on policymakers and business leaders to address an impending skills gap by ensuring training of young Canadians, but also in how foreign credentials and experience are treated and effective job-to-skills matching. The assets held by Canada's mutual funds and ETFs had been steadily rising over the past decade, but 2022 disrupted the curve. Since 2013, when assets were $999 billion for mutual funds and $69 billion for ETFs, there's been a steady growth every year, with the exception of a dip in 2018. But in 2022, assets dropped 13% for mutuals and 3% for ETFs. The analysis is part of the 2022 Investment Funds Report from IFIC, which rounds up how the market market performed in the past year. At the end of 2022, Canadian mutual fund assets totaled $1.8 trillion and ETF assets totaled $313.7 billion. For mutual funds, the year posted net redemptions of $44.1 billion, while the decreased asset total for ETFs contrasts with positive net sales of $36.1 billion. The report shows how Canadians are embracing responsible investing. Net sales for responsible investments were $3.9 billion for mutual funds and $2.9 billion for ETFs, with mutual fund assets of $34.5 billion and ETF assets totalling $10.2 billion. At the end of 2022, high interest savings mutual fund assets totaled $6.8 billion and ETF assets totaled $15.5 billion. Net sales into these funds accounted for 64.4% of all money market mutual fund sales and 94.6% of all money market ETF sales. One year after Blackstone CEO Steve Schwartzman told investors the firm would reach $1 trillion US dollars in assets under management in 2022, it's shy of that mark. 
Bloomberg reports that the world's largest alternative asset manager commanded $975 billion at the end of last year, up from $951 billion in the prior quarter, but short of the milestone its senior leaders once thought was just around the corner. The target was originally set for 2026, but was accelerated amid a market boom. Now the private equity giant is feeling the weight of higher interest rates on its valuations of some past investments and confronting an era of investor caution as it tries to gather cash for new bets. President John Gray said he wasn't disappointed over missing the target, expressing confidence that investors will entrust more money if the firm delivers. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters, plus what tug-of-war in outlooks means for fixed-income investors, small business confidence remains muted in January, and National Bank of Canada announces changes to its senior leadership team. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.